Coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, we are joined by Jill Beckman of the Buccaneers social media department, and we talk a little bit of trade speculation. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Forfeit the game before somebody else takes you out of the frame. Put your name to shame, cover up your face. You can't run the race, the pace is too fast, you just won't last. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast podcast brought to you in part by Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. So for 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com and enter promo code locked on. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at locked on bucks at JRCO underscore bucks at DH82 underscore bucks and at Bucks underscore nation. We're going to kick off this episode with an interview with Jill Beckman part of the Buccaneers social media team. Unfortunately, I was not able to take part in this interview. So coming up, you'll have David and Jill, and then we're going to come back with a little bit of trade talk. Enjoy. All right, guys, I'm joined now by Tampa Bay Buccaneers social media coordinator, Jill Beckman. Jill, how you doing? Doing well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. Thank you for coming on. You know, it's, it's been a little while since we had you on uh, during the offseason there. I got to meet you in person uh, in Tampa during the Browns game. So that was a, a cool moment for me to, to be able to put your your face to the to the voice and the name and everything. Um, yeah, finally. I'm glad we finally got to meet up in person and you got to come out to a game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it was a great experience. I'll tell you, I actually saw you. Um, I was hanging out with Carmen a couple of days during practices. And every time I saw you, you were definitely busy. You were you were walking faster than I think I've ever seen anybody walk. So I obviously was not gonna you know jump in your path and, and interrupt you. So um, I was glad I was able to. I mean, it, the the Browns game was my last day there, so I was like, okay. So I actually messaged Carmen during I think halftime it was, and I was like, all right, I have not introduced myself to Jill yet in person. I've got to do this before I leave, or else I'm gonna feel like such an ass. And she kind of helped me find where you were. So a little bit of a team effort there between Carmen and I. <laughs> Yeah, sounds about right that I'm like running around like a crazy person on game days during practice, just like, you know, all over the place. So I'm glad we we had a minute to finally. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I mean, you guys are doing a great job. And that's exactly one of the reasons uh, we asked you to come on in the first place is because James and I specifically noticed really just a, a big uptick just in the last year or so uh, from the Buccaneers media content and social media content. And then, of course, uh, with the video, which we're going to get to here in a minute. But first things first, since we haven't caught up uh, in a little while, what are your thoughts on this year's team, uh, especially with how it kind of differs from last year? Yeah, I mean, you can definitely feel something different in the air here, you know, especially as we saw Thursday night. I think one of the most noticeable differences has been the defense. Um, and I think that the defense is only touching the surface from from what I've seen. Like once they get into a groove, they're gonna be dangerous. You know, I was able to see that during OTAs and mini camp and the preseason and Todd Bowles is just like really changing around this culture here. Um and I think, you know, the rookies can make an impact really quickly. You know, they're starting to get into their groove and I think we still you know, haven't touched the surface on on them either. But I mean BA wants to win and he wants to win fast. You know, there's mottos all over our building. You know, there's like the one team, one cause motto actually on a wall outside the locker room. And, 
you know, different, his different sayings like that. And the culture is just, you know, like, it's, it's just all over the place and it's hard to miss it. So, I mean, I'm excited about this. I know we've only had two games, but I'm getting really excited about this team. Yeah, and it's it's good to see uh, happening from afar and in person. I mean, uh, this this year in training camp was my first time getting to training camp, so I don't know the difference between you know what I mean the previous years and this year. But talking to guys like Mark Cook, Scott Reynolds, you know Trevor Sikama, Greg On, and all those guys, they all tell you to a T that the difference is palpable. Like you can feel the difference in the room at the practices. You can feel the difference in this team and just in the building. Uh, so a lot of excitement buzzing around the team. You know, hopefully, hopefully uh, it keeps up. Obviously, but talking about personalities in the team, right? So when you're trying to kind of change a culture, I know BA has kind of stayed away from that term a little bit, but I mean, that's really what a lot of us call it is you're changing a culture. New people kind of help do that. And they've injected a lot of new blood into this team that is building from, you know, from going from last year. And I'm going to take BA off the table, but I don't want to take staff members off the table when I ask you this question, but just BA, who's your favorite new personality that's joined this team this year? That's a good question. Um, that's a really good question because, I mean, the whole rookie class is just has a really, like, mature attitude and they have great personalities. And I think someone that really stands out who people might, might not think of right away would be Matt Gay. Um, he's just, like, a really – has a really great personality. And it's funny because he's shocked that he has so many fans which is funny because he's like, I'm just a kicker. I'm like a rookie kicker. Like, I don't understand this, but I'm like, no, these <laughs> fans have been needing this for yeah. years and they're just so excited. And, and it's funny because he just, he just is so shocked by it. But um, he's been a really good one. As far as the coaching staff, since VA isn't allowed, I would say Todd Bowles has just been like a huge presence that has been much needed around here. I know just even my friends who are fans of other teams, they're just jealous. They're like, why can't Todd Bowles be my coordinator, my defensive <laughs> coordinator? Um, and it, everyone's just clicking. I mean, this coaching staff has just known each other for so many decades. And the personalities, like, they're all just great friends. Everyone is having fun. And, I mean, you can even see the players are having more fun on the field. And it, it translates over to the game. But, I mean, as far as as far as, you know, personalities i'd say like mac a is a good one that people might not think of right away yeah it's definitely it's definitely a unique dynamic i remember uh one, one of the days at camp there i wanted to take pictures of the guys you know signing autographs those are just those are good moments you know to see the, the players interacting mm-hmm. with the fans especially when they're not necessarily required to stuff like that and it's it's something that was taught by kind of a veteran of the business is look for the crowd of people don't try to spot the player because like if you try to spot the player through the line of players you'll be looking forever and you know you gotta look at certain details so on and so forth. But if you spot, if you look at the crowds, that's who's, that's what's going to tell you where the big players are because those, you know, obviously they circle around guys like Jameis. And there was one day I was over and, and I was taking pictures. You know, I, I got a couple pictures of Chris, uh, Chris Godwin. I got a couple pictures of Jameis, of course. And then I saw another big crowd of people. So I walked over and as I'm walking over, it's Matt Gay. And I was just like, this is, this is a Buccaneers fan base because they are swarming this kid. Yeah. Um, it was, he had a really good day of practice that day, boomed a lot of kicks through. Um, so well deserved, and and I think so far he's he's holding up, you know, to his end of the excitement as well. So uh, good to hear for that. And then Todd Bowles, yeah, I know I know Carmen has has uh, said some things about him and about how his personality just kind of comes out because he seems so quiet and reserved. You know, even in the press conferences, mm-hmm. like 
it doesn't really seem like that personality shines through, but then hearing some of the background stuff uh, through the tweets, through the articles and, and all that stuff is, is really cool. You guys had you guys as a staff, right? Um, so for, for those who don't know, like, you know, social media for an NFL franchise isn't as simple as someone holding a smartphone and sending out tweets, right? You guys had a really big hit. I mean, you guys have been killing it anyway, but you guys had a really big hit. You were one team, one cause video. That video was, was just great. So I follow quite a few of you guys on Twitter, uh, just because I like the work you guys are doing, so I want to support you know. And if clicking or clicking a follow, you know what I mean, is 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 the best way I can show my support right now. I'm going to go ahead and do it. So because uh, I understand the grind you guys are going through, but point some some of the fans to some of these people that are uh, that are doing this stuff for you guys. Sure. So with that video, thanks for the compliments. By the way, we, I mean, I had nothing to do with making the video, but I also loved it. So the person who made the video is Josh Warner. He's one of our producers. And he is going to be making, I believe, all of our win videos throughout the season. So hopefully a lot. Um, and yeah, I think he did a really good job, like capturing like all the emotion, like from the beginning to the end of it. And um, and yeah, you're right. Fans responded well to it, and that tends to happen when we win games. So that's always much appreciated. Yeah, it's it's definitely a great video and a lot of good footage there. And yeah, I mean, it was just a great video. And of course, obviously following up, you know, coming from a win uh, that just just makes it so much better. But speaking of wins, Jill, let's let's talk uh, stacking wins, right? That's what BA said in the locker room. You got to start stacking them, right? Uh, the New York Giants mm-hmm. are heading into town. Um, they're from your neck of the woods, right? So you're I'm sure you're mm-hmm. very familiar with the New York Giants. Um, they have a, a Penn State star. In, in Saquon Barkley coming to town to face your Penn State brethren and Carl Nassib and Chris Godwin. Uh, what are your thoughts about the Giants game? You know, kind of, I don't know if you have any real expectations, you know, especially on a Monday night, but what are your thoughts about this Giants game and, and what it means for the Buccaneer season moving forward, especially considering this is the last time you guys are going to be at home until mid-November? Right. So because of that, I mean, it seems like this team's mentality is that this is a must-win game before we head on the road for a long stretch. So, I mean, I see it as an advantage playing at home after what was basically a short bye week when you play a Thursday night game. You know, you have a few extra days. Um, but I think I think you're right. One of the biggest points of emphasis is going to be um, in this matchup is to see how our defense responds to Saquon in a run game. I think we responded well to it against the Panthers and Christian McCaffrey. So that's something that I'm hoping we can kind of repeat and and improve upon. Um, And I also think it's a chance for more of our players on offense to step up. You know, some players who we haven't heard from much yet because we have so many weapons on offense. So I think we'll see a few of them have a breakout game. And yeah, it would be nice to see Saquon, you know, went to school with him and covered the team for a couple of years at Penn State. So, I mean, hopefully we get the win over him. I can just say hi after the game. Um, and hopefully we have that, we have that win. Like that would be nice. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think what we're going to do is, you know, this is going to be a big chance for our defense to continue what we saw last week, improve upon it. Um, and, you know, obviously it's going to be tough to bottle Saquon, but, you know, I think this will be a big test for our defense and, and then a chance to see some breakout players on offense, some players come out of their shells, which I think we'll see this week. Awesome, Julia. Hopefully, uh, hopefully the team, I know a lot of fans are kind of getting into, uh, 
expectation mode. Like they're they're kind of looking at the Giants game like this is a mm-hmm. game the Bucks need to win and, and better win. And while that's a good thing, it's also kind of a dangerous thing because these are still NFL players out here on the field. So any any given Sunday, right? Right. Absolutely. And you know that obviously that's the goal every week. So you know we're obviously trying to stack them up, like BA said. Yeah, most definitely. Well, Jill, I'm going to let you get out of here. We have got some, uh, we talked about this before. We've got some voicemails regarding trading for and trading away certain players that I don't think the Buccaneers would appreciate one of uh, their employees being involved in. Um, (laughs) So we're going to go ahead and we're going to, we're going to wrap up our conversation so that we can get to the, uh, I don't even know what you want to call it. The, the, the speculation and and all that stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of that end of things. Um, again, Joe, please, uh, you know, share our love of everything that you guys have churning out there with the Buccaneers from the, from the media side, from the video side, photo, social media, obviously, uh, you guys are just killing it on every single level. Um, and, and I think it's, I've seen you guys getting a lot of praise on social media and it's definitely well-deserved. So please keep it up and, and yeah, send our appreciation to all those guys back there as well. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Definitely. And thanks for having me on again. Yeah. And Joe, before you leave real quick, though, tell everybody if they're not already following you on social media where they can follow you other than at Buccaneers, of course. Sure. So my Twitter is at underscore Jill Beckman. And yeah, just follow me on there. And, you know, I share a lot of the Bucks, a lot of the Bucks stuff that we do anyway. So, yeah, that'd be great. (laughs) All right, Jill. Appreciate your time tonight. All right. Talk to you soon. It's a new football season. Le'Veon Bell is with the New York Jets. Odell Beckham is in Cleveland. But one thing hasn't changed, and that is that MyBookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. MyBookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it only costs $100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. MyBookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Right now, you can double your first deposit with a first deposit bonus worth up to $1,000. Just use promo code Locked On to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code Locked On when creating your account to claim your bonus. You bet, you win, you get paid. A big thank you once again to Jill Beckman from the Buccaneers for joining David uh, on this episode again, sorry, I, sorry, I missed it. I'm very bummed. I, I just, David, I actually just messaged her a little bit ago, apologizing again that I missed out on that because Jill was a lot of fun the first time we had her on. And yeah, the Buccaneer social media team is just absolutely crushing the game right now. She is absolutely fantastic with everything that they're doing over there. Yeah. She told me off the air that she doesn't really care that you weren't there. So you're good. That's hurtful. That is hurtful. And the hurt that I'm feeling now is probably the hurt that some people are going to feel when we start getting into these trade talks. Um, But first, David, I do believe we have a couple of voicemails to play before you and I get into this heated discussion. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go ahead and and, uh, knock those out. And then you and I are going to we're going to get into it. Cage match. Here we go. 
Hi, this is JT from Texas again. We're calling to ask a couple questions. One, how do y'all feel about Vita Vea learning from Jerry McCoy his first year and Sue his second year, two of the top defensive tackles for the last nine years in the league? Secondly, what do y'all think about the trade? If, it, if it's at all possible to get the Dolphins safety, make the Fitzpatrick. Thank y'all. Go Bucks. Hey guys, it's uh, Jim in South Carolina. Uh, quick question for you guys, something to discuss this week. Uh, you know, you've seen it lately, Minka Fitzpatrick with the Dolphins. He wants out, wants a trade. So, if you were the GM of the Bucks, Jason Light, for a day, and you had the opportunity, would you make the deal? Number one. Number two, if you would, what price would you pay? Draft pick. Um, if you don't want the deal, tell why, explain why. And uh, if we do take the deal, then who are we releasing? That'd be a good topic uh, for uh, one show this week. All right, hope you guys are doing well. And uh, I, as you know, I, I love the podcast. Never miss one. Keep cranking them out. And as always, go Bucks. What's up, David? What's up, James? What's up, Jalen Ramsey? That's right. Jalen Ramsey wants a trade. He wants to get off that stinking team. Look, man, he's not the only one. There's a whole bunch of talent on some of these sorry teams that are trying to move. The question is, do we need them? And does Jason Light have it in them to go get them? I'm saying Jalen Ramsey is somebody we wanted. Big time. Of course, it's probably about, you know, there are other teams that want him too, but I mean, you know, he's ours. He's ours. You know what I'm saying, right? So anyway, what kind of package can we put together, man? You know, can we bring in Mika Fitzpatrick? I don't know if we need him, but he's got to be an upgrade somewhere. Can we bring in Jalen Ramsey? I mean, is there somebody else we're looking for that we want to bring in? Let me know what's up. Go Bucks. All right. A big thank you to uh, to all of our callers. We certainly always appreciate when we get some interaction with the listeners. So, David, oh, geez. As soon as I saw the news about Jalen Ramsey wanting a trade from Jacksonville, I just, I could audibly hear the FSU Buccaneers fan contingent explode with excitement and i can't wait to find out how many people say that jason light deserves to be fired when jalen ramsey is playing for a team that's not the buccaneers because it's coming and it's going to be terrible i was expecting more of a rant i'm not gonna lie um Uh, we're not going to get into the rant (laughs) quite yet we're we're setting up for this because yeah it's it's not it's not going to be pretty yeah, as soon as the news broke, I knew that every every Seminole fan is going to want uh, the Buccaneers to go after Jalen Ramsey. But, I mean, there, there's more to it than just Jalen being a Florida State guy. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get deeper into it. But this time, the homers are also, like, it's possible to be a homer and also be correct at times. But uh, To yeah, we'll, an we'll, extent, we'll which we'll is talk. the issue that I'm having so far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. Mm-hmm. I will say we're Jason light for a day. Remember, I will say this should the bucks trade for Jalen Ramsey or Minka Fitzpatrick. They are immediately a better football team. My problem is not with Jalen Ramsey as a player. My problem is with the fact that people seem to think that they can unload the future of the Buccaneers franchise for one guy who is such a hothead that he has created problems. When you're getting into 
arguments and players are having to separate you from your head coach on the sidelines, you're a problem. Has nothing to do with Jalen Ramsey's talent. He is insanely talented. But I am not one of these people that thinks it is a smart idea to give up OJ Howard and a first round pick and more for Jalen Ramsey. I don't even think the Bucs should give up a first round pick for Jalen Ramsey, which is probably ultimately what he's going to end up costing a first and probably a late round swap of picks, something to that extent. You don't give that up. Jalen Ramsey is going to get paid a lot of money. How many years does he have left on his contract, David? One, two? Is he in the fourth of, of his five years here? Next year is his fifth year option year. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. So this guy is going to probably be the highest paid defensive back in football. Can the Bucks afford that? You still got to pay Jameis. You got to pay Chris Godwin. You got to pay Shaq Barrett. You got to, yeah. You got to pay Shaq Barrett. You got Vernon Hargraves coming up on his fifth year option. And I realize people, oh, a little walk. Well, now you're you're creating another hole. Yeah, even if you get Ramsey, if you let VH3 go, you're creating another hole. That's another mm-hmm. problem. If you're giving up a first round pick, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna do another public service announcement here. If you are one of the people screaming to give up first round picks, or it, at the very least a first round pick for Jalen Ramsey or Minka Fitzpatrick for that matter, I don't want to hear a single word out of any of your mouths about how bad the offensive line is because that's the pick you use to fix the line. This team is set up now that wherever they pick in the first round, they can take the best offensive lineman available and it immediately upgrades this team. So if you are willing to give up that pick, if you are willing to give up an offensive line upgrade for Jalen Ramsey, you can't say a damn thing about how this offensive line plays blocking for Jameis, blocking for Barber, blocking for Rojo, because you gave it up to get Jalen Ramsey or make a Fitzpatrick. Take your pick. You want an upgrade over Donovan Smith or DeMar Dotson or Alex Kappa, or do you want Jalen Ramsey or make a Fitzpatrick? Those are your options. And I realize, yeah, you can find offensive lineman later in the draft okay but your odds are better if you're taking the top offensive lineman available in the first round yeah Ali Marpet was a second round pick if Ali Marpet went to Florida State or went to Ohio State or went to Michigan or went to Bama he's a top 10 pick that's how good he was So you can't sit there and whine and cry and complain about how bad the blocking is and how Jameis has no time because all of these defensive linemen are just mowing through the the Bucs line and then in the same breath say, I want to give up a first-round pick for a guy from Jacksonville or a guy from Miami. It doesn't work that way. If the Bucs can put together a package with you know a second this year, a second next year, and maybe a, a... a player that's not OJ Howard because he's off to a slow start, but you package one of the one of the players in the secondary. You you package him with, you know, I, I would hate to see Carlton Davis go or or one of these rookies. You know, I'm okay with that. But giving up for a first round pick or multiple first round picks with the holes that are still on this team, it's unacceptable. And it's it's stupid. David. So you're not a fan of giving up a first round draft pick. Not at all. Because that's the first thing we're going to hear. Give up. I don't care about draft picks. And then six months from now, 
our offensive line sucks and we don't have draft picks to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more I mean, to it than this isn't a Madden trade. There's financials involved. There's the future of the franchise involved. There's problems with this team now that need to be addressed in the future. And you can't mortgage that for a guy that you might only get for one season. Remember, Jalen Ramsey can walk after that fifth year option. Right. So so I think the question, though, is what would you give up for Jalen Ramsey? At the absolute most, I would give them a 2022nd, a conditional 2021 fourth. And the condition of that is if they can sign Jalen Ramsey long term and he's not just a rental because he's on his rookie contract and he's going to want to go get paid. If he re-signs with the Bucks, that fourth becomes a second. And then maybe a a swap of later picks. You know, the the Jags can get the Bucks fifth and the Bucks get the Jags sixth. Something to that effect. But I'm I'm not I'm not going all in on this guy. As excited as as everyone is for this Bucks team off the high of a victory, this is not a Super Bowl contending team. Whoever goes and lands Jalen Ramsey with the contract that he has left without some sort of agreement ahead of time that he will re-sign with that team, they are going all in for a championship, and that's not the Bucs right now. They can't right. afford anything more than that. So what about Minka Fitzpatrick? For Minka, it's a little bit different because Minka's only in his second year. So you have this year plus three more years of control. I would give them a firm package of two seconds and maybe a fourth. He's he's that good. I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick is fantastic. And you have a affordable contract for the next almost four years to get him. So right now, I think Minka could get more from a team like the Bucks than Jalen could because of the contract situation. Mm-hmm. So here's so here's where I'm at with it. Um, if I'm if if I'm Jason Light and I'm going after either one of these guys, I'm going after Mika Fitzpatrick and not Jalen Ramsey because of a few things that you said that I kind of agree with. If you're if you're making a move for Jalen Ramsey, then you believe that Jalen Ramsey is the missing piece to your getting through your Super Bowl window. So you feel like your Super Bowl window is open right now, and he's the guy you need to get you over the hump because. Once you go through that window or once you go through that deal with him and you bring him onto your roster, if you're giving up a first round draft pick, you're giving up five years of uh, quote unquote expected blue chip player. Uh, J- two years of Jalen Ramsey counting this year, which has already started. So you're not even getting a full year, but two years of Jalen Ramsey is not worth trading five years of what could be a blue chip player. And I understand that what could be a blue chip player doesn't always turn out to be a blue chip player. Understood, but you're you're losing out on more than just a first round draft pick and a future five year contract with a with a young kid. You're also losing out on the extra finances that you would have to to bring in free agents and, and stuff like that. And then the other part of this, I mean, the, the biggest part of this equation, honestly, is something that we're not going to find out until well after this deal, whatever deal gets made, actually happens. And that is why Jalen Ramsey wants out of Jacksonville because right now, with a lot of people, what's stuck in a lot of people's minds, and I understand why is seeing a star cornerback coming at his head coach on an NFL sideline. And I understand that. Jalen Ramsey 
has always been and will always be a fiery personality with a whole ton of passion. What I think we saw on Sunday on the sideline was not Jalen Ramsey being a destructive personality on that team. I think what we saw is a culmination of two years now going into the third year of absolute frustration because Jacksonville Jaguars are a defense and have been a defense built to just be aggressive as all hell. And in 2017, they were very, very effective at getting to the quarterback. And then Calais Campbell's getting older. Malik Jackson left. Dante Fowler left. And now what you have is you have a Saxonville Jaguars team that doesn't have all the sack power they had before, but they're still playing in front of a zone defense in the back in the secondary. And Jalen Ramsey is not a zone guy. Jalen Ramsey wants to fight. And you're asking him to play in a less than physical scheme while his teammates are not able to get pressure on the quarterback. And instead of changing the scheme or bringing in players that can replace those guys, th- this defense is just being asked to do the same thing over and over again. Uh, it's it's Mike Smith all over again, to be quite honest with you. And Jalen Ramsey, he's just he's that personality. He has been since he was in Florida State. I don't think he's a cancer as a teammate. I think this is just the culmination of all of his frustrations coming out on the sideline against Houston. Now, Mika Fitzpatrick, I'm, here's what I'm offering them. I'm offering them pick. I'm offering them 2021's second-round draft pick. This is the Dolphins, right? Mm-hmm. Offering them Sean Murphy bunting. Because like, when you talk about people struggling in the NFL versus college, we went back. You know, not a lot of people knew about this kid. I went back, watched him in Central Michigan. The kid's got physical tools. He has ability. He has physical ability. So when I talk to the Miami Dolphins, I'm, I'm offering them up, or one second-round draft pick, rather, in the next two years, and a guy that we drafted in the second round who – if you want to be real with it, it's probably probably about the equivalent of a fourth-round talent right now with upside of, of a third-round guy uh, in the near future. So it, you can almost call that a conditional fourth-round draft pick with the potential to elevate to a third. You know what I'm saying? So that's basically what I'm offering you. And I feel like it's a fair deal, and they're going to wait and see what other people are going to give them. Oh, by the way, what has this team done anyway with second-round draft picks? So let's go ahead and trade them away for something that we know is a sure thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we didn't disagree on that nearly as much as I thought we were going to. We all want to get a ticket to that game or that concert that we've desperately, desperately been trying to get to. And now with the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program, you can get to whatever event you would like to attend. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all live events that you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice, all in the Vivid Seats app. To make things even easier, Vivid Seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. Just go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and sporting events to the hottest theater shows and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program today. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite event right now enter promo code kickoff at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100 David we are we're over on time so we are going to we're going to go ahead and, and put a pin on this so yeah the the official stance of the locked on bucks podcast is trade for Minka not Jalen and uh, no first round picks at all without question Make sure you're checking out tomorrow's show. I will be doing the crossover Wednesday episode 
with uh, the uh, the host of the Locked On Giants podcast. We're going to get into just some discussion there about, uh, well, about who's their quarterback going to be. Uh, make sure you're checking out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DH82 underscore Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely fantastic day. And thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.